Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Here is how Amazon breaks down my job. Grab and build a box in 10 seconds. Identify and move to a chute four seconds. Grab, scan, and place items in a box 14 seconds. Pull dunnage into the box three seconds. Scan, tracking label, and tape box closed four seconds. Place box online two seconds. That makes the full process for each box no more than 37 seconds. Every minute, every hour on the hour, and you had to make 350. It's like, do your job at all costs. Mm -hmm. With certain jobs, seconds can matter a lot. A ticking sports clock can be the difference between a buzzer-beating victory and heartbreak. In radio, eight seconds can come up short, while 10 seconds goes too long. The clock is always moving, and we try to keep up. And if we miss it, well, we've got to move on. But in Amazon warehouses, including one here in the St. Louis region, workers say their bodies are being broken by a management system that monitors their actions down to the second. Earlier this month, more than a dozen workers at the St. Peter's STL-8 warehouse filed a federal complaint accusing the company of providing substandard medical care, ignoring injuries, and sending workers back on the job, back on the clock, even when their bodies need time to heal. It's not the first time workers have decided to speak out against Amazon. Wendy Taylor has worked at the STL-8 warehouse since 2020, and she joins us now. Wendy, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Now, you started working at the Amazon warehouse in 2020, and it employs about 3,000 people. What was it led to you taking that job? Well, I was kind of excited, um, you know, working for Amazon, their household name, you know, big company, and uh I was more than happy to help do my part because, you know, that was during the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, people are at home and can't get out. So, yeah, I'm going to go and help, you know, make sure they get their food and things that they need. Yeah. It was exciting at first. Mm -hmm. And what was it like to walk into the warehouse for the first time? Oh, it was huge. I just like that place was like enormous. Uh I'd never been because I've never worked in a warehouse or anything like that Mm -hmm. before. So I thought, wow, it was just huge. Yeah. And what were your expectations about what the job would be like before you got there? Well, I kind of looked on, you know, line a little bit to try to get an idea about what I would be doing, uh, because I ended up being working in inbound as I pick a customer's item. So I was trying to find out what exactly I was going to be doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it wasn't what I thought. But, you know, it it was just uh, a different experience altogether. Yeah. And you mentioned the size of the warehouse. What does an Amazon warehouse look like inside? Um, it's very spacious. It's huge. You mm-hmm. know, you first walk in, there's security in front. And 
to the left is the big break room that we had on the first floor. And then beyond that point, it's just like miles and miles of just road. I mean, you know, just the the halls go from one end all the way to the other, like yeah. two or three baseball fields. So know? how do you get around in there? Walk, oh. you know, for the most part. But since I've been injured, I use the elevator more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what does a normal day at work look like for you? Well, a normal day at work is, uh, you know, arriving at work, uh, you know, clocking in when we're due to clock in, uh, going to the area where our managers are, which is called stand up. And they go over the course of the day with us. And then we go to our assigned station, you know, and I work in a uh, pack single, meaning I pack one item at a time. Okay. So I'll go to my sign station and sign in with my badge ID and begin working. Mm-hmm. I'd like to invite you to the conversation. Do you work at Amazon? What is it like there? And what needs to change? If you're a customer, have the claims of mistreatment changed your shopping habits? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpr.org. So you get into work, Wendy, you kind of go over what the day's um, duties are going to be. Now, a lot of people do have some awareness now about how Amazon warehouses are run. There's a lot of people, you mentioned 3,000 at the beginning. There's automation, and there's so many products. Walk us through sort of the, the basics of this when it comes to time. How do your bosses track your time? Well, they track our time by when we're logged in and when we actually log in with our ID, they know exactly where we are and they know how much we're packing, you know, per hour Mm -hmm. on the hour. Yeah. And when we're not packing and we're away, they have us like a bar that shows we are off task, T-O-T, which okay. is time off task. So they know we're not at our stations at okay. that point. Right. Now, when you first started, um, was there a sort of a, a period in which you could get used to the pace and then it, it, it ramped up? Or is it like you go in on the job and it is what it is and that's what it stays? No, actually, when I first began, um, they gave you a little time you know, to kind of, you know, find your way through as they were training you to do the job, Mm -hmm. you know, but they only gave you so much time and they expected you to get up to par, you know, get your numbers up. Right, right. Now, what happens if you miss your quota? Well, if you don't, uh, you know, meet your rate, um, you'll get a a write-up. And that write-up would last for 30 days if you get another write-up within that time, you could possibly be terminated. Mm-hmm. And the the process around that, if you're having some trouble, I mean, is there any way to to work around those numbers or, or with them? Or is it like you just, you do it or you don't? Yeah, you do it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And they say to us, it's automatically done through the system as if they can't do anything to change it. But they right. say it automatically generates a write-up. Okay. And how much are you expected to pack? Well, and smart pack, where I usually pack, and it's the machine that you scan the customer's item and put it inside the machine, and the machine 
puts it in the bag, seals it, and put it on the conveyor. Mm-hmm. I'm expected to do 600 an hour. 600 an hour. hour. Wow. Yes. And this is regardless of the the items you're working with? Yes. It doesn't matter. You have to do that 600 every hour. Okay. So if you need to use the washroom or to take a break, then it, it, are you on your own? Yes. You still- your rate starts to decline. Right. Yes. Now, Wendy... What you're talking about is not limited um, just to you. And there are some serious physical risks involved in having to do that much work in such a short period of time. Let's hear from another Amazon packer at STL8 Warehouse. Here is how Amazon breaks down my job. Grab and build a box in 10 seconds. Identify and move to a shoot in four seconds. Grab, scan, and place items in a box, 14 seconds, which could be from one to 50 items. Pull dunnage into the box, three seconds. Scan, tracking label, and tape box closed, four seconds. Place box online, two seconds. That makes the full process for each box, no more than 37 seconds. Two of my sons also work at STL8. One of them is a stower. He takes items that have been delivered from sellers to stow them into mobile cubby hole structures. He is required to stow 250 items per hour, regardless of their size or weight. My other son is a picker. He selects or picks items to send in groups to the pack department. He is required to pick 350 items per hour. We repeat these tasks thousands of times a day. If we don't keep up that pace, if we have a few bad days or hours, we could be written up or fired. We're pushed to the point of exhaustion, treated more like machines than human beings. It's dangerous. That was Amazon worker Jennifer Crane speaking at a press conference this month. She said she packs about 5,000 items every week. And as an added note, Jennifer was a previous guest on our show uh, several months back when she spoke about a walkout she and other STL8 workers participated in back in late uh, 2022. Just listening to her go through what is required, um, it, that's one thing. I've not worked uh, you know, in, in the warehouse. Is what Jennifer's talking about there Does that experience resonate with you, Wendy, or sort of reflect what it is you've gone through and what you've seen around you? Oh, most definitely. Uh, Everything she said is right on point. You know, uh, I worked in PIC, too. That's where I first started. Mm -hmm. So you had uh, seven seconds to get the item that was on the screen. That means you ran up this stepladder. You had to grab it, scan it put in the tote, confirm it. And you had to do that every hour, every minute, every hour on the hour, and you had to make 350. So no matter how big the item was, even if it's at the very top, you had to go do it. You know, it's just, it's just too much, you yeah. know, and it's dangerous because just one misstep, you know, you right. could hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, from your perspective, where does Amazon then draw a line between getting the work done, which it clearly is prioritizing, and posing danger to the worker. I mean, is there a line? No, evidently there's no line because I'm like now I'm injured now and there are a lot of other injured workers. So it's like do your job at all costs. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about the federal complaint to OSHA. 
So it was submitted by 14 workers, including yourself. And it's basically asking the government to inspect the warehouse for workers who are being mistreated, forced to work while injured, or have had their injuries ignored. Um, we're going to get to Amazon's response in just a bit. But first, Wendy, what is it that brought you to the point of being part of this OSHA complaint? Well, when I got injured at work uh, March 16th of this year, um, my injuries were minimized by AmCare, the department that we go to, you know, when we get hurt at work. And they wouldn't allow me to see a doctor and they just uh, sent me back to work, mm-hmm. even though I had pain in my right leg that was like a 10 or above. Yeah. And in my left leg, about a 7 or 8, and I could barely walk. Yeah. My lip was busted, nose was bleeding, and they sent me back to the work floor. Mm-hmm. And I took the elevator only to get my things because I wanted to see a doctor. Yeah. And they still wouldn't let me see a doctor that day, and I had to leave on my own time and went home and suffered in pain all night and came back the next day because my husband had to drive me, and they kept me from 7 to 2 Mm p.m. before they would allow me to see a doctor. So I said something has to be done. You can't be treated inhumane like that. Mm -hmm. We're talking today about complaints against Amazon by workers in a warehouse in St. Peter's, and Wendy Taylor works as a packer at the STL-8 Amazon warehouse. She is one of 14 workers who submitted a complaint earlier this month to the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA. So what injuries did you have? Um, Well, when I, I tripped and fell over a pallet that was left behind my workstation that should have been removed. Mm -hmm. And I fell flat on my face and I injured both legs. And like I said, my lip was busted and my nose was uh, bleeding. And I just had a slight headache and I was disoriented, confused, you know, so I was just in a lot of pain and just didn't know what happened. Yeah. You know, so I can't really walk, you know, so Amcare was called and they took me down by a wheelchair. You know, but I just felt like nobody should have to go through that. Mm -hmm. And then you just put back to work like it doesn't matter. They minimize your injuries. And like I said, all injuries are not the same, but Amazon treat all injuries the same. Right. You know, and that has to stop. It has to stop. So Amazon has put out a statement reacting to the OSHA complaint. And it said that the company is happy to work with OSHA and argued that the warehouse actually has a record of safety improvement and that its injury rate is about half that of the industry. The Amazon statement said, quote, the vast majority of employees at this facility say in anonymous surveys that they feel safe at work and believe their managers are always looking for ways to enhance safety further. Wendy, what do you make of that? Well, I'm not all that sure about that, but I know that they had an injury rate of 40,000 last year Mm -hmm. in their warehouses, and that came from them, from the information that they gave to OSHA, Mm -hmm. you know. So I I would just say the injuries (laughs) to me um, and me personally living in it and going through it and seeing my other coworkers, I don't believe anything has changed at all Mm -hmm. until they're held accountable with this investigation with OSHA and with the uh, Senate Health Committee, 
open an investigation until they're held accountable, they're just going to continue on, you know, just overlooking our injuries and forcing us to work and breaking us down more. Yeah. No, it has been about two weeks um, since the OSHA complaint was filed. Has anything changed at work, Wendy? Like, has there been any blowback against you um, or other workers? Like, have you felt anything sort of changed in the air? No, I don't. I didn't feel really anything changed, but I didn't see Amazon making any improvements, you know, because I still see hazards that I was kind of a little surprised, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like an injury happened a few days. It'll be like nothing's left here. Take everything, move it out the way. And then a few days later, it's the same to, thing again, yeah, back to normal. So there's still pallets that get left yeah. when they should be removed. I, I had one behind my station last week, and I just shook my head, and I thought, wow, yeah. this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think one thing to note is as you're sitting in front of me, you are a, a slight woman, right, mm-hmm. um, petite. So imagining sort of the, the thing that you went through and the size of those pallets, how big they must be, mm-hmm. there's no way that you would be able to take that out of the way. No. Yeah. No. No, the STL-8 warehouse is not unionized, um, but you're a member of the STL-8 organizing committee, and that has been advocating for changes. How did you become part of that effort? Well, I, it was after break one day, and uh, after I clocked in, and somebody was saying, uh, they left flyers on the car about a union. And I'm like, the union? And you, what union? What union? And he was like, I don't know. It's flyers on the car. So I went through the whole <laughs> building trying to find out, what's the union? What is it? Because we need this. And I found someone that told me, one of my coworkers had information. He showed me on his phone a barcode. He said, scan this. I scanned it, and I filled the information out immediately. And then I was contacted by the, you know, about the, um, by a Missouri worker about, you know, organizing. And yeah. I was all too happy because I felt like that gave hope mm-hmm. that maybe we can stand together in numbers yeah. and make changes and hold uh, Amazon accountable. Mm-hmm. And when was that? Uh, that was last year. Okay, so that was before the injury. Yeah, oh, happened. that was before I got injured. Okay. But uh, others were injured, and I was really feeling, you know, heartfelt, you know, for what they were going through. Right. And now I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about this federal complaint submitted by Amazon workers to OSHA. And the agency is supposed to enforce safety standards, and it seems to be taking a good look at Amazon's practices earlier this year. Um, OSHA found that in Colorado, Idaho, and New York, that Amazon exposed workers to unsafe conditions. And that scrutiny could be turned on Amazon here in St. Louis. On August 3rd, at the press conference announcing the OSHA complaint, Jordan Barab spoke in support of the workers. Barab served as Deputy Assistant Secretary of Labor for OSHA from 2009 to 2017. Barab argued that Amazon's problem is bigger than individual cases at its warehouse. It's not just the sheer number and seriousness of injuries that we're concerned about. It's the systemic issues inherent in Amazon's business plan that concerns us most. Washington State OSHA, or WISHA as it's known, has cited several Amazon facilities and its citations of two Amazon facilities found that there just weren't a bunch of random injuries, but they were the direct result of how Amazon runs its business. The injuries, according to WISHA, 
are caused by Amazon's, quote, very high pace of work, unquote. Uh, to quote the, the citation, uh, pressure is put on Amazon workers to maintain that pace without adequate recovery time to reduce the risk of MSDs. There's a direct connection between Amazon's employee monitoring and discipline systems and workplace musculoskeletal disorders. That was Jordan Barab, former OSHA official, speaking in support of Amazon workers earlier this month in St. Louis. Wendy, the last point that Jordan Barab made was about uh, the connection between employee monitoring, discipline, and injuries. What do you think of that? Um, I think he actually was correct about that because when you are, like I say, inside of the warehouse and you're being monitored and, you know, you've been pushed to work at an excessive pace that actually wear and tear on your body, you know, and it also affects you mentally because you're afraid that if I don't make my rate, I could lose my job. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just a lot of pressure, you know, on us. And yeah. that's why I said, you know, being on the organizing committee was the best thing that I could do mm-hmm. to actually try to inform my coworkers of, you know, their right, their federal right to yeah. organize. And Amazon evidently want us to know this because it's on the break room wall, you know, on each break room wall, mm-hmm. our, our rights to organize is federally protected. And I want them to know that. And I don't want them to be afraid you know, to talk to the OSHA, um, you know, when they come in and they're investigating. Do not be afraid. Tell them what's going on. That's the only way it's going to change. Yeah. That's the only way. What would it mean for you to lose this job, Wendy? Well, to lose this job would mean my life would be turned upside down. But even while having it, my life is turned upside mm-hmm. down. But, you know, it would be a financial loss. But um, I feel that we should come together as workers and make this job better for us. We shouldn't be forced to have to find a better job, mm-hmm. you know, and hold Amazon accountable. You know, it's just, it's not right because we are creating their wealth. Yeah. You're talking about billions and trillions of dollars, but we don't get to share in any of it for yeah. real. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying we have to stand together in order to win this fight, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why the investigation with OSHA was launched and the Senate Health Committee has launched their investigation. It is so important to hold them accountable. Yeah. And we want a thorough, we want a thorough, honest and fair investigation. Yeah. What is the message that you have for shoppers? Um, I have for shoppers, you know, I used to, you know, shop with Amazon. I, I that was the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I only stopped, you know, supporting them after I was injured and the way I was treated. That was just a personal decision for me. But I understand that shoppers have certain needs and Amazon have monopolized the market. So yeah. they have no choice but to get that. So I have no problem with that. But all I can say is that Amazon just are not as good to their customers as they are to their own workers. Wendy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. With audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.